0: Treasure Island, Golden Circle, Sportsbook and Bar. 5 o'clock hours here. More Devontae Adams talk. We really never got to in the middle of the week, but I've heard some responses about it. We wanted to get into that, especially with some of the Raiders experts that we have at the LV Sports Network. We're live at Treasure Island. Big weekend. EDC is in town. A lot of good shows in town. Best show for us, sports-wise, coming up in 30 minutes. The puck drops over at the Fortress. VGK is taking on the Dallas Stars. To start off the Western Conference Final, for all of your hockey needs before these games, make sure you switch over now to Fox Sports Las Vegas, our sister station, 1340 and 98.9 FM, with RTHG, who is leading the pregame, Ryan the Hockey Guy, Ryan Wallace. So that's what's cooking right now on our sister station, 1340 and 98.9 FM. Um, I didn't want to just have that throwaway comment going to break. when We were mentioning that Jim Brown passed away 87 years old, and... You know, in addition to being a megastar in the NFL and a transcendent player from 57 to 65 and then walked away, you know, at 30, 31 years old, pulling at Barry Sanders and say, yeah, I want to do other stuff. Uh, he was very much an activist in the civil rights movement. And I made reference to, a, you know, famous picture. I think it was in 1968, the Cleveland Summit, and uh, sitting at the table amongst a total of uh, 12 prominent African-American athletes. Um, O.J. Simpson was invited. Now, at the time, he was very young. Just like Lou Alcindor, Kareem was very young. But at that table is Bill Russell, Jim Brown front and center, Muhammad Ali, and uh, the soon-to-be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. But, I, you know, it happens anytime someone passes away, especially when it's, you know, we're talking eras and eras and eras back. And Jim Brown, his playing career, and even what he did in the 60s into the 70s as well before my era. Right. It's always good to look back. It's sad that, you, you know, you do it upon someone's death. But. Um, watch some documentaries, look into it, read some stories.
1: That, that's what I'll have to do. I yeah. mean, look, you, Just like the like same said.
0: thing happened with Bill Russell for a lot of people.
1: Yep. I mean, I know dude, when Bill Russell passed, know who he is, know the story, know his career. Same thing with Jim Brown, but am I going to pretend that it had the impact on me that it had for some people seeing that he passed away today? It popped up on my phone. And I was like, Oh, I know who that is. You never like to see loss of life, but doesn't impact me the way it would pack you or even right. somebody older than you.
0: I always ask this question and I've, it's probably ten times in doing thousands of shows, but it comes to mind. Is there any? You're, you know, you've been in the sports media for a while now. Is there anyone you've been around doing an interview, just in their presence, a big-time athlete or former athlete, where you were like, "Ooh, I kind of feel it." Like you're kind of wowed by it.
1: No. Okay. But I'm also I'm not going to pretend like I'm like I'm too cool for that. I haven't really. Like, you guys don't have a high a, high profile interviews. Yeah, like you that.
0: guys don't have as many opportunities. You guys do, don't go on the road a lot with VSN, mm-hmm. and like at the Super Bowl, we get a chance. When you cover events, you, you see some legends walk through, and I'm not. This was not a hey, you know, I'm going to try to embarrass John. I just didn't know. Like even a, even as a younger fan, if you were around right. someone, um, I I always remember like kind of thinking that I could do this and wasn't super intimidated by athletes. I know that sounds really weird, but it was just, I don't know why I was that way, but over time, I'll tell you, and I got to interview him as an adult Uh later, but, like, one of the first people I had that happen with was probably around, like, 86, 85. I was probably, like, a 15-year-old. And uh, I got to to be involved in some, like, hokey promotion at the half of a Sixers game, and Dr. J was there. And I was like, oh, you know, at that age, and... And I remember that happening a little later for some reason. I think it was at Madison Square Garden, but Red Arback was there. And what I'm getting to is in my mid-20s, I, I got some assignment from the radio company I was working with. And I, at the time, it was SportsFan Radio Network where a lot of folks around the country came from, including our uh, top host, JT the Brick. When I was there, I got to cover a celebrity golf tournament. And there was a couple of things that happened during the tournament. It was in Elmira, New York. And I walked around the course watching Lawrence Taylor play the front nine and the back nine, and I will just tell you his mood from the front to the back changed completely. Something happened at the turn. But Jim Brown was there, and just being in the presence of Jim Brown, and, this, and now I'm in my mid-20s, and I just told you I wasn't really intimidated even as a teenager and as a college student around you know high-profile athletes. There was something about Jim Brown where you're like, oh, boy. Like, just even at, at, at that time, he's probably – now I'm, I'm going to start doing the math real quick here. He's probably, you know, in his early 50s or something, or mid-50s. And he, but he was just, like, such a freaking presence and just a stern look, just a truck, you know, big guy. So not, like, the greatest story about Jim Brown ever, but I just – like, he had an aura about him where you're like, ooh, man, that's, that's Jim Brown. So like that's one of the legends of the NFL and, like, a transcendent guy who was just this dominantly – you know, size figure in the game.
1: So, two things. First off, I, I think generally, I wonder if this will be the same as we move forward. I do think athletes have lost some of the like the mysticism around them because social media; they're covered more intricately, they're viewed more as humans as they were back in the day. I don't know if that really helps or hurts it. I think that's a you perspective because right. you're
0: in the business. I see. I mean, we still see regular. I'm not, and I'm not ripping anyone. People don't have access. We still see regular people. When they're around the stars of sports, I mean, they are – it is crazy.
1: But I will say the closest I remember coming to that was actually one of my first few years working at Lotus when Michael Jordan had his golf thing out here, oh, yeah. out at um, – I don't know which yeah. – Shadow Ridge, right?
0: Shadow Creek, yeah. Uh,
1: Shadow Creek, excuse me, thank there you. Were some big, there are some
0: big-time athletes out there, including well, MJ.
1: So I met, I met Dr. J there. He was yeah. cool. I actually yeah. got in his way because I was taking pictures for the website. <laughs> and so uh, I got to meet him there, a bunch of big-time athletes. I think that was the closest – that and when Chris Paul used to do his table tennis stuff out here, remember? Ah, that's right. And uh, I, I went with, the, you know, of course, uh, our late and former uh, PD, uh, Mark Seidel, and got to talk to Chris Paul, got to talk to a bunch of other uh, NBA players at the time. I can remember that being the closest to being kind of like in a thing where I was like, oh, wow, like this is, this is crazy. Like I think that was more of, hey, I'm actually here doing it as opposed to being in awe about some of the people that I was talking to. And that was also the same event in which I took a Rash ESPN spot on the red carpet because I thought it was not for me, ESPN Las Vegas. Yeah. And I told Rash Markazie to move.
0: Sorry, man. Uh, Sorry, there goes that gig with the uh, the sporting trip. Now, Arash. new site. get a cool you're one. not getting in. He doesn't know who I am. Yet. He doesn't. Oh yeah, no, he doesn't. Okay, well, he's missing cool. out. We'll have to remedy that one. Uh. So we were just talking about Devonte Adams and his comments to the Ringer, and I think I feel like a lot of this has been kind of like sports washed. By Raider Nation people, fans who its so weird with the Raiders fans. There's so many of them who are like, not a big deal, never a big deal, hyped up media. Oh crap! Like there's like an apology for everything, and you know, you, you understood that with the Patriots fans because they won. All right. So, like, Belichick and Brady, especially Belichick, walked on water. Anyone who questioned any sort of upheaval or tumults, any issues in the Patriot organization. is like, lies! It's Belichick winning! I don't trust you. Like, the Raiders aren't at that level. Yet they have some defenders out there, mm-hmm. especially with the fans. So I've seen a lot of people come back on this story in the ringer, and again, he was quoted as saying, I don't see eye to eye with what they've done. I'll give you the exact quotes here. I and mean, I thought it was pretty clear what he was saying, and then of course, and this stuff, we talked about this yesterday with Adam Hill um, Adams is very aware of you know when he says something, and then the reaction and then a reaction to the reaction, which i don't I don't have a problem with that, but there's not really much in terms of hey i I misunderstood what he said, or that's not what I'm it out of context meant, meant to say like. Yeah. You're talking about the offseason. You don't see eye-to-eye eye with what they did. Okay. And there's nothing, frankly, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Harry Ruiz, who was on the Latino call of the Raiders for Lotus Broadcasting, was on Raider Nation Radio 920 this morning with Clay and Lindsay and Vinny, and they started getting into this conversation about, hey, what exactly did Devontae say and what did he mean? And, of course, you read those,
1: those two sentences where he talks about maybe not seeing eye-to-eye eye with the front office. And it's like, yo, it's, it's all right, though. That, you want players like that.
0: Yeah, and, 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 you know, people were saying, well, that was damage control. Look, I, I, I talked to all the pertinent people. It's not damage control. I think he just understood that people were taking this the wrong way. And in a way that he, he didn't intend for it to be um, relayed in that manner. So he just wanted to say, hey, hold, hold on a second. So he, Devontae followed up on it. This is what he originally said. The front office thinks this is the best bet for us right now to put us in a position to be urgent. We don't see eye-to-eye eye on what we think is best for us right now. He also said, I'm going to have to buy into this and try to be as optimistic as possible. It's not what I expected to happen, but it's something that is reality now. Vinny tweeted yesterday in the middle of the day, actually two days ago, he said everything is good between Devontae and the club. Players always want their teams to do more, quote, right now. And he absolutely should voice his opinion. And they welcome it. But that doesn't mean there's conflict. There isn't. There is. I was saying, he, yeah, there is. He doesn't like what they did in the offseason. He said, I have to buy into this, and I'm going to try to be as optimistic as possible. There's... A disagreement with the player, the best player on the team, and what they did in the offseason. And there's nothing wrong with saying that. Really, this should be – you know what's great? It's May. They should get together, and they should speak, and they need to have more clear communication lines. Now, that said, I don't think that's the way Josh McDaniels operates. I know that's not the way – the Patriot way. So this is not unexpected. Um, here's the finish to the conversation on Raider Nation Radio 920 this morning. on uh, The morning tailgate. As uh, Vinny finishes up, talking about what Devontae Adams meant, uh, saying that it really wasn't a big story and that everything is fine. Everything's good, and everything uh, is good. And you don't always see eye to eye, and that's not uh, always a-, a bad thing, uh, especially when there's respect, and there truly is respect. So uh, moving on.
1: Whoa. Was a moving on. Okay. But he also he said in the, the statement there, right? There can be respect, and you can't see eye to eye. There's something there. Devontae Adams wouldn't say it. Yeah. Like you said, I, I mean, we've heard. Devontae Adams a smart dude. He understands exactly what happens when he speaks. And no. There's something there. And, but, but you can still have a cohesive relationship while also speaking out and saying, yeah, I don't agree with everything that's happening, but I'll buy in like a good soldier here and have some optimism about the situation that's at hand.
0: The, the attempts to cover, I think, make it much worse. Yeah. Then it doesn't go away.
1: Cover-up's worse than the crime. Always.
0: That's the kind of thing that confessor. Now, does it matter if we know if Devontae speaks with management? I suppose not. I mean, I'm, at some point, Josh McDaniels, I'm sure, will address this. Someone like Adam Hill will ask the question, hey, you know, what did he say back in May, and what did you think about it, about it, and did you have subsequent conversations? And Josh is good with the word salad. So, I hope it's all good. I don't blame some players on the team for being like, wow, this, this is not what I expected. And I'm not going to put words in Devontae Adams' mouth, but we just pointed out with Stanford Rout, the former Raider, that you know the defensive moves are a little bit odd. I still think Jacoby Myers at $11 million a year when you already have a number two receiver who's making more than that, than that in Hunter Renfro is bizarre. Not using that money to go get more defenders is not a great move. And going from... Derek Carr to hopes that we're going up and I am talking as a member of the Raiders organization. I'm not a Raiders yeah. fan, but we're going up to Brady or up to Rodgers. As a star wide receiver, you know, you wake up and you're like, "Oh, Jimmy G. Okay.
1: Interesting. Lateral move at best." Yeah. And then I think also cuz when I, you know, I read the comments you mentioned, you know, not eye, I eye, talked about the offense in particular too. I mean, I think do you wonder would he even be more happy if they had actually turned fully in the other direction, and been like, All right, let's rebuild this, let's go get the young quarterback, let's go try to do something here or is he all
0: I'd love to hear his take on that. Right. That, that he's upset that they're kinda of, they're kinda of playing the middle. You're spinning your they're, wheels. They're playing the seven to nine win game.
1: Right. I mean, in that division, yep. what is in realistically, what is the most probable outcome that the Raiders are going to finish last in that division more times than not in the thousand time simulation, however you want to phrase it. And if you're a guy like Devontae Adams and if you're looking at the, your career path, would you would you be more happy saying, all right, lateral move to quarterback, not doing much on defense, kind of spinning our wheels in a division that's really hard? Or would you at least have some confidence that, hey, look, they grabbed Will Levis at the top of the second round, and we have a young quarterback that might develop, and I can help him develop, but we can kind of build something. because. That's not really where you're at right now as a team. And I feel like you're probably, if you're Devontae Adams, I know if I'm putting myself in his shoes, I'm feeling like, what's the direction? Because we're kind of just moving along the same path where all the teams around us in the division are kind of moving up. And that would include yeah. the Denver Broncos, who just got one of the best head coaches in the NFL.
0: And in the mold of his old buddy, Aaron Rodgers. Why isn't anyone talking to me about it?
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the, like I asked. Like I made a for, commitment
0: to you guys. I'm speaking as Devontae. I made a yeah. commitment to you guys, but now now I mean I don't think there's a, there wasn't a, a line of communication to open up before this ringer discussion. I mean he's he's thirty years old right now. He won't be thirty one until right near the end of the season. Prediction. Will he be with the Raiders in twenty twenty five? No. Twenty twenty four. No. So so you think this could be his last year if they don't win?
1: I mean, what, what would be the point? For the Raiders or for, him? For both. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, right. If Let's say everything goes wrong this year. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't play all 17 games. You, you have a, let's say, six-ish win season. What's the point? You as the Raiders can get something back for Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, as a, high, a top-tier competitor, can go somewhere and win a championship uh, and, and make a team better.
0: I can only imagine being Devontae Adams – Cause, 'Cause I I was looking at stories today and I saw someone had a story slugged. Will Aiden O'Connell find the field this year for the Raiders?
1: I mean he'll be standing and, out there. And
0: I I was like, I don't even get that move. Right. And if I'm playing and and my career is dependent on the guy throwing me the ball, wait, so we've got we've got a bridge I think he is. Of course he is. We've got a bridge quarterback in Jimmy G
1: to where? Aiden O'Connell. Wouldn't you rather? And again, going back to what I'm bringing up, wouldn't you rather be? Wouldn't you rather that bridge lead to prospect with some probably pretty good upside if he hits in Will Levis, as opposed to Aiden O'Connell? Because I think you're probably more happy there if you're if you're Devonte Adams. And I think to your point when you brought this up, and this is why I asked Stanford when we talked about it in the last hour. I don't think this. This doesn't really look great for Las Vegas because I think this represents a lack of communication between them and their best player. Because I think if Devontae Adams at least had an open route of communication or a line of communication with the front office to express these views, he's not telling Maren Vader about this. Maybe I'm wrong in thinking that, but I think that, that does show, I think, a troublesome sign in terms of at least communicating with your best player and hearing him.
0: Celtics and Heat are up in just a little bit. I want to get John's breakdown of this in a second. But I do want to remind you, happy hour here. Treasure Island, Golden Circle, Sportsbook, and Bar. By the way, the fish fry, its not what they call it. But you can get the cod meal, 18 bucks. Grab a Dos Equis or a Heineken with it, and you get to keep the glass. So that special is going down right now at the Golden Circle, Sportsbook, and Bar. Celtics heat in a matter of minutes. You sent this over. Everything tells us the Miami Heat can't keep doing this. What's everything?
1: The, like, the numbers. And that's why I say I am always readily admitting sometimes there's things that aren't quantifiable, and one of those things is Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat. So, for example, you go back to game one. They shot – the Heat shot 64% on long twos, which is a ridiculous rate. Think about that. From 14 feet to the three-point the three line, they shot 64%. That's insanity. They shot over 50% from three. Again, in a one-game sample size, you could do it, but that would tell you that that's not sustainable, of course, over the course of a series. And if you go back to their series against Milwaukee, for example, against Milwaukee, Steve, they shot 47% for the series, 47% from three over the course of five games and over 50% on contested threes. Those are ridiculous numbers. For a team that finished in the mid-20s at three-point shooting, everything would tell you, like, you can't keep this up. You have lesser defenders in the lineup like Kevin Love, Max Drewscape, Vincent. You can't keep this up. And yet here they are. They're up one nothing in the Eastern Conference Finals. And Jimmy Butler, on one leg, is playing some brilliant basketball. So I would say everything logically would tell you they can't keep doing this. It's I, I, The Breaking Bad, right, is that Jesse Pinkman? was, you can't keep getting away with this. It's the same thing. <laughs> he can't keep getting away with this. And yet here is Miami, three wins away from winning the Eastern Conference, For the second time in how many, what is it, four seasons now? Because you go back to the bubble when they won it. That's it's absolutely insane that they're able to be in this position right now. Keep it locked right here. Cofield and company will return in minutes on ESPN Las Vegas.
0: That's a lot of hockey. That's a lot of hockey. That game ended a little after 1030 our time. Woo! Woo! I want to get to that in a second. Lot going on this weekend. We got the Knights. Dropping the puck here in just a couple minutes. Game one of the Western Conference Finals. That was the Eastern Conference last night. Uh, today is a very special day for me. I don't know, when's the last time I had a pizza party? I feel, like I, I feel like my parents cut me off at like 13.
1: Yeah, I was going to say I've had pizza recently, but not a pizza party. I would
0: like to have a pizza party. Today's actually National Pizza Party Day. Oh, boy. And I had plans all set up. I'm going to tell you what happened to my plans, but a really good spot to hit is Chicago Brewing Company. A couple locations in town. you got downtown, and then the uh, big spot is on the west side on Fort Apache, You can go and get uh, many of their pizzas, their specialty pizzas like the Windy City Supreme or the Magnificent Mile Meat Lover, or you could build your own pizza. It could be thin crust or deep dish at Chicago Brewing on National Pizza Party Day. Bacon, chicken, ground beef, ham, meatball, pepperoni, artichoke, ooh, black olives. Oh, boy. Anyway, you can go customize your pizza there. And the other cool thing today, if you go in to get some pizza at Chicago Brewing, they're finishing up Craft Beer Week, and they've got two-for-one beers all day long. So celebrate your National Pizza Party Day with our good friends over at Chicago Brewing Company.
1: Before I had children, my favorite hangout spot, Chicago, up there on the west side. That's love it, man. It. Absolutely love it. We're going tonight. Love the pizza there. We're
0: going tonight. Call the wife. We're going tonight. Well, I, here's I need the a date.
1: I have, I have permission. I have permission I, to I go, need go a, out today. I
0: actually I, – I sent this information, the two-for-one beer thing, over to the SO. She sends back. She's like, Nah, i got to get a burly. Can't do it. I'm driving down here like two hours later. She's like, change of plans. The, oh, the Savannah Bananas are in town. I love them. I'm going to the game. What? I'm like, all right, have fun.
1: That's ridiculous. She's got friends who've
0: got tickets. or I don't, I, I don't even know what you call them. I've seen the, the uh, social media videos, but apparently they, it sold out. So this is a hard ticket to get. That's so the incredible. Savannah Bananas are in town, and the S.O. will be over there. And uh, I don't know what I'm, I'm going to be. Uh, are they like the Harlem Globetrotters gonna, of baseball? They kind of are, yeah. yeah. They kind of are. So John and I may be on a date there or somewhere else, or I may just go home and, uh, like, face flop into the pool.
1: Well, the other It thing is hot out, so I might do that. I've decided to get back into um, another thing that I used to do now that my kids are getting older and I'm becoming more free with my time, um, trying different beers that I've never tried before. So like a true old man, I cannot wait to get home and crack open. I was going to
0: say you do this at home. It's a little more economical at home.
1: Atomic duck beers that I bought.
0: Okay. What are they?
1: Uh, IPAs. I don't know. I just, okay. I like, what I used to do is every weekend I would go in my days again when I didn't have any responsibilities and just pick like a new beer to try. So I started doing it again. I'm in.
0: Sounds like an exciting life.
1: Not as exciting as going to Chicago, though. I love it. There. I,
0: I mock you, but I, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of a good idea. Yeah. All right, VGK come, uh, game coming up. Flip over to 1340, ninety-eight nine FM to hear the game on radio. We're going to continue. Uh, wanted to get another update on the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Got to get to the story about, hmm, it's not really a story yet, but I think we've all been speculating that, you know, we were mentioning the Raiders in the offseason and drafting a small receiver and then signing Jacoby Myers. Like, What exactly is going to happen to one Hunter Renfro?
1: Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve Cofield and at me JVT or tweet the show at Cofield and Company or at ESPN Las Vegas. Boy, well, I got a lot of stuff
0: swirling. And now John has a look on his face like, huh? What? So I, I can't wait to hear what he's got going on. Uh, Candace Parker on the way back there. Aces open tomorrow. World champion Las Vegas Aces on the road in Seattle. No, Coach Becky. She suspended two games for her activity with uh, Deerica Hamby. You yeah, I misstated earlier that I thought there was a, it was a light schedule with the opener tonight in the WNBA because the feature game is on ESPN. It's Phoenix and the Spark, so Brittany Griner is back. But there are three games going on right now. Yeah. New York trails by 8. Uh-oh, 18. You're supposed to go 35-5. and five. Uh, Nine and a half minutes left. They're getting their ass kicked at y, uh, Washington, not Wyoming. <laughs> uh, 62-44. Connecticut is blowing out the Pacers. Fever. Why did I just say the Pacers? Yeah. <laughs> the, the fever uh, by 18. Two minutes left in the half and uh, six minutes left in the half. Chicago on top of Minnesota, 36-26. And then 8 o'clock start tonight, Phoenix and the Sparks. And again, tomorrow, Buffalo Wild Wings, Gallery Mall, right there off of uh, Sunset Mall Ring Circle. Ari, Ari from Cofield & Company going to be hosting the watch party. We'll have a lot of watch parties for our champion aces that's at noon you can sign up for a chance to win some aces tickets they've got their great burger and wing special going down right now so buffalo wild wings good spot in the middle of the day tomorrow with ari over off of sunset right by the galleria mall so what are you perplexed by
1: i don't want to say
0: was it something with candace parker
1: i don't think that was candace parker
0: oh no okay
1: that didn't sound like her that's all i I I just trust
0: the vast sound crew and go with whatever
1: it oh. could have been. I just I've I've heard a lot of her on TNT and that didn't sound like
0: Alright, then that would be Asia. That is on me. There was mm-hmm. no visual. Yeah.
1: That makes a little bit. I more mean I guess I should have noticed
0: it too. Yeah, I so didn't That want was to, Asia Wilson.
1: I didn't want to blast Ari, but I was like, Yeah, that's not Kenneth No, Robert. it's cool. Well the guy that asked, asked the question right before it it sounded like it. But we Asia? trust you.
0: We trust you on the vast sound crew when we when we ask for bites to be pulled. We trusted we trust you. Asia Wilson, just like, like the, me. It and only you. happens once a year.
1: Never. Just like me and you, Steve. I was at self-checkout the other day at Target. You know I was checking out next to me? Asia Wilson. Is that right? Just like me and you.
0: Okay. Any observations?
1: Not really. Okay.
0: I, I made an observation on the uh, the um, season ticket holder, Aces Party at Opportunity Village. A bunch of the players were out there. Asia was uh, having a lot of fun and dancing with a lot of the fans. TV can be misleading, and may, may, I, don't, I don't know if she's like, I don't know what, maybe she wears stuff that makes her look a little more sturdy is not the right word. But Stout. My whole point is when I saw Candace Parker, I was like, wow, she's, she's very, very lean. Leaner than I thought. I, she I, was riding like, it wasn't a tilt-a-whirl, but it was some kind of spinny, carny thing. And car- uh, when, she, when she got off, I was like, wow, she's, she's really thin.
1: That is, I will say, I was uh, because Isabel was with me, so I was telling Isabel, I was like, "Yeah, she's a front court player yeah. in the WNBA, and she's right. a really good front right. court player. She's, she's the best.
0: She's the new age front court player." Yeah.
1: and and she's like, "Really?" She's like, "Obviously, she's very tall, and yeah. much taller than us." But she's like, "She's so much taller." But she's
0: not two twenty. She's not. And, yeah. and a lot of the a lot of the league, and you know, this is what I I got on the rest of the league, and and actually patted Becky Hammond on the back, and you know, the personnel people they wanted a leaned out team that can run up and down the floor and create a lot of mismatches and. And play more FIBA ball. Mm-hmm. Where does Becky Hammond come from? The Spurs system, right? And she played international basketball. There is, there is no reason, and it's that. That's what makes it difficult for you know truly big players, post up players. They can do well in the WNBA. I don't know that they're going to win championships often anymore.
1: I don't know. If, I don't think so either. I think like, like just throw it
0: down that. and just grind it out.
1: not, not as. Teams take the approach of the aces more and more, where you're seeing how successful that's going to be. Um, Space, pace, shoot.
0: Look at college basketball, and while Iowa had the best player on the floor in Caitlin Clark, they did have a big who was, and again, I, I mentioned weights because it, it is relevant. Yeah. Like, they're, you know, um, they're big. She, she was a big. You know, we're talking 6'4 and like 230 pounds. And you watch LSU, and LSU at just gassed him out, and was just running up and down the floor. And Angel Reese is just you know a wispy athlete who's just all over the place with an. At, but by the way, with a freaking, and so does Clark with a cutthroat attitude. And wait until people see Haley Van Lith, who's a giant pain in the ass. But uh, I mean, I see video. That is one of the things that comes up on TikTok all the time. Is I see her in shooting drills. Often, she can shoot. You can shoot. So women's basketball and the collegiate level is going to be really entertaining after this WNBA season, which should be really entertaining as well. Although my thirty-five and five uh, prediction, thirty-four and six prediction for the Liberty, get it going. You can't be losing by twenty-one in the uh, fourth quarter.
1: I got lectured the other day that the under was the way to go on the Liberty win total.
0: Is that right? Do you know? It's an unwarranted lecture. Uh, at Veasan, do you you guys have people on staff? I know you're like one of the only NBA folks. Uh, a lot of football people there. But do you have, like, a really trusted WNBA source?
1: Daniel Alvari. Who, uh, oh, really? Yep. Come to, she's out in L.A. Uh, okay. Went to UCLA as a former UCLA cheerleader and whatnot. That's her athletic background. Uh, covers the WNBA for us, actually. Just started a new show, Bet the W. You can check that out now wherever you get your podcast. Very nice. How about that?
0: Very nice. Uh, because of the A's, as I shake the fist at the sun, I've now jumped back into a subject I really, I really don't like discussing, but when these situations come up in bunches, the whole stadium funding thing in different communities. So now, I'm, now I'm watching what's going on with the Yotes and Tempe, Arizona Coyotes. After suffering a just a really rough loss, a supposedly privately funded arena and stadium district, which had a lot of public money in it, got shot down by the Tempe voters. They send out. A poll question today. Pack, we want to hear from you. Where should the Coyotes build our new home? I saw this. The choices are Mesa, Scottsdale, Chandler, Gilbert. It's got 108,000 votes. I think 105,000 are from outside the market (laughs) because everyone's like, what? None of those. And it's just Quebec, KC, Houston, Salt Lake, Nashville, Atlanta. I think this kind of backfired on them, but they did get engagement. So uh,
1: They did. I was amazed that a, a team put that up. Like, what, we, what did you think the responses were going to be? Just trying to get
0: back on the horse.
1: I guess. Can you imagine if the A's did that right now? I, I don't,
0: you think? I don't know a lot about Scottsdale politics, so maybe it's different than Tempe. It is, but I don't know the particulars. My prediction on this would be, and it's just an either or, I think they will land in Houston, and Morello may not be the owner, or they're going to stay in the Phoenix area, and it probably will be closer to Scottsdale. And they, this time, the proposal really will have them paying for it, yeah. with their own money and partners.
1: Should be a lesson for a lot of people out there entertaining. Well, you know, the thought of I, I'm
0: I'm not doing it. I almost started to get into. <laughs> I told you before the show. You sent over a story about. Uh, there, were, there were multiple stories yesterday that were, had different money amounts right. for public contribution. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. Only it's 30, too much. It's too much in the weeds. Only 35 million away. I'm not. I'm not. I will not do it, and I'm not going to do it with this one with this Tempe thing and start going too deep. I think that's more for social media. On air, I think most people are like, "What are you? What are you talking about?" But I will mention. I do believe that the NHL, if they were to move. The Coyotes are, have zero interest in the Yotes sharing another, or sharing arena with another tenant for longer than the, just the beginning of the stay. Wherever they go, it better be a building that is virtually empty mm-hmm. or they must have a promise that a hockey-only arena is going to be built, and I think that cuts down a lot of the markets. Yeah. Like maybe maybe in Houston they would build another arena? That seems like a long shot. Could Salt Lake do it? Maybe.
1: I just don't understand why. you're By the way, did I name
0: Nashville? Like there's a hockey team there now.
1: Did you? I didn't. I did. Yeah. That. Well, I don't know why that would be a driving factor, though.
0: That just hit me. I'm like, they already have one. They're not going to get two.
1: Kind of cuts into your places, like you're talking about. It severely limits your options. If your if your thing is, it's got to be your building. At, at at some point.
0: Right. Is Atlanta going yeah. to build another arena? Yeah, Although there there is there actually believe it or not there is. I was reading the other day. There's some another, you know, entertainment. Atlanta's a gigantic metro area. There's another entertainment district idea that would have a hockey arena in it. That someone's putting up like two billion dollars. Is ho- supposedly putting up two billion dollars.
1: I don't want to insult the sport of hockey, but is hockey a big enough draw that you would actually get the well, public support?
0: That's the problem, and we've gone over this all week. We didn't love the funding plan in the end with Allegiant. It's to this point. It's working pretty well. You know, minus the unforeseen COVID thing, but we needed that size building. If you're in a city that already has a 20,000 seat building, that's not Vegas, by the way, because we're going to have like 10 of them. Uh, but if you're in one of those cities, are you like, oh, we need a second concert venue. We need a second venue to host conventions and this and that when we already have one. So, and for the NHL, that's a thing. NFL is a whole different ball of wax. What
1: do you think about the Summerlin Snakes? <laughs> we're
0: not do You getting...
1: think Vegas can support two NHL teams? Adam
0: Hill was doing this the other day. We're not, <laughs> we're not getting two teams. All right, my favorite part of the week is coming up.
1: The Northtown
0: Norseman. We we had some great audio emerge as we get ready for the
1: weekend. Miss any of the show? We've got you covered. Head to LVSportsNetwork.com and go to podcast to listen to all of your favorite LV Sports Network shows anytime from any place.
0: There's no more rules. There are. He'll be able to do whatever he wants. Apparently, he's got uh, content control and... He's saying that they're going to – I do not believe it, it's going I, to happen. I don't believe and, it. And in a way, for the fans out there the Pat McAfee show who are like, you're not going to curse, the show's going to be – shut up, please. And I, what are they – Adam was telling me about it. They have like the toxic table, those are the badasses who go, you know. They're, they're, he's not going to be able to do whatever he wants. And in a way, I, I kind of hope – not that they rein him in – but that at least he's a little bit TV and radio friendly. I want that show on radio.
1: That's what I'm thinking. That would be
0: so great in the
1: middle of our lineup. Is it, is it TV or is it radio? Right now Doublecast? I've only
0: seen TV. A big ESPN, ESPN Plus. I haven't seen anything about radio. I would that's a great radio well, show. Well, that would
1: make that would mean that ESPN cares about their radio lineup.
0: That's that's the other point. Right? right. That, like, come on, let's get this going again.
1: Yep. Because it used to be one of the best. It's, it's what inspired me to get there. Yeah. No, look, and I think, too, that's the I was fascinated or dumbfounded, I guess, by the reaction. I know that some people called him a sellout. If you're a fan of the guy, you should be happy for him. Yeah. He got the bag. Yep. He's been working hard to do this. He built that up. He was the hottest media-free agency commodity in the last few years, and then he gets this. That's good for him.
0: And he is going to present a really interesting scenario for all the entertainers on – Big ESPN. And, again, we're not owned by ESPN. We're owned by Lotus Broadcasting. We're an affiliate. Uh, what does this do for content for everyone else? Because every time someone gets in trouble on ESPN, they're going to be like, what, well, McAfee? Right.
1: Listen to that, what they say.
0: So they – and sometimes when you got to make money, you got to make money.
1: Which is also the response would be, yeah, we pay him for that. We yeah. don't pay you for that.
0: Ooh. Boss John Toble Management Toble I mean, it's the truth. Yeah. Back in the bag. Stick your hand in there, Dave. What to watch this weekend. Ari – are you pitching hard, white men can't jump? Uh, the 10 minutes I saw, yes. Okay. So far, so good. All right. Jack Harlow? You also uh, put I in here. I like to
1: see a little bit more acting
0: chops. He's okay. not bad. All right. All right. Uh, you also put in here, he has a great jumper. John, I sent you a video of highlights of Jack Harlow in one of these NBA games. Ari, I think they have a stunt double. I haven't seen the movie yet. I think they have a stunt double if he has a great jumper. Yeah. Well, for the record, the too, he was... He in was the movie, that's sub-shots. what I mean in the movie. It was one-on-one thing. It wasn't anything crazy. Yeah, so. they, they, have a, they have a double. They must.
1: All right, it's pretty good. Jump the passing lane there. Ooh, kind of a high one-hand dribble, though.
0: Watch how bad he is dribbling, and then watch his three-point shot. Oh, it, no! It, it, it is a shot put. Yeah, it's... A,
1: oh, no! There's no way he's using that in the movie.
0: Um, we will ruin this movie. I probably won't, but Adam Hill will. Um... Is Jack Harlow actually too big to fill the Woody Harrelson role? He appears to be like six three.
1: Yeah, he's a pretty tall guy.
0: I saw the commercial with Kawhi and he like he wasn't dwarfed by six seven Kawhi.
1: That also could have been a commercial thing though. Don't make it They could have yeah. yep, had doubles. Yep,
0: they could have doubles in lifts. Yep. That could have happened. Thanks to TI and Golden Circle Sports Book and Bar. Come on down, watch all the games and see what happens with the Golden Knights.